Right, the latest sensation in artificial intelligence is being described as fluent, clever and dangerously creative. Released last week, ChatGPT can provide an entire essay, including quotes from text, in just seconds. Its key is in its ability to sound very human. So how do teachers feel about this new technology? To discuss, I'm joined by Principal Philippa Wintle from the New Zealand Association for the Teaching of English. Good morning, Philippa. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I'll just correct you there. I'm not actually a principal. I'm a head of department. Oh, but, um, head of department. Well, I've just elevated you. distinction to make. It was... I, I felt really good <laughs> one day, but not just at the minute. That, that's potentially a mistake that, you know, a um, an artificial intelligence, um, you know, could, could make. This is true. Yes. yes now, yes. look, are teachers in New Zealand aware of this technology? What's the reaction been like? Well, it's, it's, it's emerging technology and um, we're responding to that. I don't know if it's really widely known, but I don't, it's new to me, you mm. know, so I don't know if I'm really in a position um, to make that comment on the entire profession's behalf. But the reaction has been what I think a lot of people's reaction is, is that the technology is unbelievable. Yeah. It is so impressive. Um, and at the same time, it's quite frightening thinking what the implications are for creativity, for authenticity, for originality. And you kind of think, how am I going to make sure my um, teaching programs really hone in on that stuff so that I know students are, um, you know, producing their own work and and learning and not just, you know, chucking stuff into a into a bot and then getting the results spat out for them, I guess. So could this technology potentially be used in schools? Definitely, yeah. definitely, and, and it, it it really has to be. I think but we've we've kind of got a a few ways we can go. We can put our head in the sand, um, or we can throw the baby out with the bathwater for another analogy, and go back to pen and paper. And I don't think any of those approaches are really going to. Um, I don't know. I think there's more to be gained if we actually embrace the technology, because surely something this magnificent has got to add value to what we're doing if we use it intelligently. Um, For example, audience and purpose are really important things in written language. Who are you writing for and what language choices are you making in order to appeal to that audience? You could do some really interesting analysis on a piece of AI-generated text, thinking about, you know, how well has this been crafted for a particular audience? What happens if you change the audience? What kind of language needs to change? Do the grammatical structures change there too? You can also have some critical discussion around, you know, what kind of information has gone into this AI in order for it to produce information. Is there bias there? You know, and what's that that critical discussion around, you know, what kind of opinions and perspectives is this AI actually um, perpetuating or is it interfering with that to create, you know, um, to create work that, that is representing mm. diversity and inclusion. So there's oh, really interesting conversations you can have if you're integrating it. So while you wouldn't want kids using it to um, completely work, actually it could still yeah. be a really great study tool. Absolutely, yep, yep. So I think let's embrace it. Let's um, yeah jump in at the deep end with students and create some exciting programs with them that, that allows us to learn about this technology and use it to um, yeah improve what we're what we're doing well already. Mm, I mean the technology that can produce an entire essay in seconds, including quotes. I mean that that's such a temptation, oh, surely yeah. for some students, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, it is, and and we have to be really conscious of that. Um, as an English teacher, you become quite aware of the nuances in your learners' written communication, 
And it, it is pretty obvious generally when a piece of plagiarised work is handed in because all of a sudden it doesn't look like that student's work or it doesn't sound like them. Um, and there are tools within Google Classroom and other plagiarism checkers that we use that I don't think we'll use with this with this new technology, but we already have um, processes in place to, to uh, in, including our own knowledge of our students to mm. kind of assess the authenticity of work. We're just going to have to become really vigilant, not only in our teaching of the writing process so that we know the, the improvements that students are making along the way, um, but we're going to have to really know how our learners think and write <clears throat> and communicate um, so that if anything is handed in, that's been kind of bot generated, then we're able to kind of pick up those inconsistencies between how someone communicates and how a computer might do as well. Because Philippa, I know that you've marked an essay written by this new technology. Was was it any good? What grade did it get? It was pretty good. Um, I graded it at level one and that that was on the the news yesterday or the day before. Um, And so that was kind of missed out of the clip, which was important. Like it was a a level one essay and it kind of scraped in at a merit. which means that it's it's cohesive as a whole, basically. The language that pops up in the merit criteria within the English space at the moment is convincing. So generally speaking, if you're convinced, it's for a, for a number of reasons, like the integration of examples, the vocabulary, the structure, consistency, but accuracy to a point. Um, but what was missing was that more kind of critical discussion and the discussion about the implications of that text or the themes or the characters within a societal context. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not unconfident that if you had added those prompts into mm. the AI that it actually would have spat that out. Yeah. Um, but looking at it first glance, it was, a, it was good. It was a really good essay. And could, would have you recognised that as, as not being the stu- a student's work? I'd recognise it as not being a student's work if I knew the, the student. student. Yeah, yeah, um, and so that's what that's what becomes really important. Again, like we do know as teachers how how our students write, um, and the level of accuracy that was in that essay was uh, really impressive, and that's something that we're needing to to teach quite explicitly. Um, how to use, you know, punctuation when you open quote marks and use inverted commas. There are really specific punctuation rules. And generally speaking, a year 11 student would have a bit of clumsiness right. along the way. Yeah. So for that to be, yeah, for that to be that accurate, not many adults would write with that level of accuracy without some kind of support through spell check and grammar check. Um, so that would probably stand out to you and you'd, you'd want to be having a conversation with your learner. But yeah, key thing, you've got to know how your students communicate. Philippa, thank you so much for your time this morning. Fascinating stuff, uh, if you have heard of it. It's called Chat GPT, uh, and it's great to hear um, you know, uh, your teachers getting onto it and getting their head around it and ways that it could potentially be used for, for good purposes in the classroom.